Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. This is episode number 49. Can you believe that? 49, and it's our Christmas. It's, it's yeah. a Christmas episode, right? It's a Christmas episode. One, okay. of our, one, of one of our Christmas episodes. We may have some more. Uh, but, well, um, before you get any further, okay. Mike, can you guess what my favorite Christmas song is? <laughs> favorite Christmas song. Yeah. How about uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? That is not it. So I'm gonna play. Very shiny. No. Nope. So let me. So let me. So this is my okay. favorite Christmas song, and also in my top five of songs. Period. Really? Yes. Hold that up to the mic. Have you heard this before? Oh, absolutely. Wow. That's from uh, Snoopy, right? Yeah, Peanuts. <laughs> Peanuts. Look, man, every time I hear that song, I almost want to cry. Really? I don't know why, man. I don't know if something in my childhood, yeah. like, but that music and those voices just calm. Yeah. It's so calm. And then, like, I don't know what it is about that song, what, what's, man. Uh, what's the name of that? Like it's called name? Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Garaldi Trio. Wow. I think it's Three Little Boys, maybe. Wow. Man, I, hey, love that song. That's and great. I, I've been playing it on repeat like the last like <laughs> few days, right? And it's in my top five, you know. My number one song is a Michael Jackson song, but mm-hmm. this is like somewhere <laughs> in the next four. Of, of all of your songs. Of all my songs, period. That's fantastic. Yes. yes. There's a... Uh, yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song? You um, have one? I like Oh Holy Night. Uh, I like O Come O Come Emmanuel. Oh, I um, like that one too. Yeah. There's a new Christmas album that came out um, that by a guy named John Van Dusen. D-E-U-S-E-N. I think that's how it's spelled. It's kind of mellow, kind of folky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a fantastic musician, but he has like that album just came out. It has like all my favorite Christmas songs. Oh, on that's it. perfect. It's like 12 of them. I'm like, I like every single one of them. Okay. That's cool. But man. it doesn't have the, uh, it doesn't have the Snoopy one. Yeah. Well, you know, one. that's all right. That's my, maybe that's, next time. I love it, man. I love it. So today in episode 49, we're going to talk about Christmas, but we want to be really relatable and helpful to people out there. And we want to recognize what many people may be dealing with over the holidays at Christmas time, uh, even Thanksgiving or New Year's, but it is a dysfunctional Christmas. Yeah, man. You know, we talked about this before and like the holidays are supposed to be cheery and fun, but for some people, man, it's the opposite. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of tension, anxiety, and maybe even anger that happens at Christmas. You know, Thanksgiving possibly too, but maybe Christmas more. I don't know, but there's just something about the holidays and Christmas that just yeah creates that anxiety and the dysfunction and and what we want to do is we want to see the word fun in dysfunction we want to draw the fun That's out right. of dysfunction uh we're not going to get rid of the dysfunction you know we, we can't yeah, do that can't, and, yeah. and neither can you probably no no but uh we want to help you to um deal with it to to run with it to cope with it whatever the word is yeah and to have the most uh, fun out of your dysfunctional Christmas that we can. So I don't know if if anybody, um, yourself included, anybody may be listening, um, can relate. But, you know, when I think about Christmas, there's a couple things that come to mind that aren't good thoughts. Like the first one is my mother died December 26th, mm-hmm. so the day after Christmas. Yeah, so yeah. when Christmas is coming, my mother's birthday is December 8th. Mm. which is tomorrow. tomorrow. So yeah. December has my mother's birthday and it has 
um, my mother's death, wow. birth and death in the yeah. same month, just weeks away. So I think about that. That's not a fun thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about 15, over 15 Christmases, I was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not able to be with any family, friends or loved mm-hmm. ones and just figure out how do you just push through those holidays mm-hmm. Um being in the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. Also think about uh, this uncle I got who will remain nameless, but if, if any of my family would listen to this, which they probably won't, um, he is a character. Yeah. And when I say character, you think he's some straight out of like a Shaft movie. <laughs> you know, if you know who Shaft is or somebody from the 60s or 70s with the big hats, the jewelry, yeah. the, <laughs> the the long yeah. trench coats yeah, and the I'm fancy three-piece suits, right? And the long perm. <laughs> and so, um, no doubt, like long perm with like Jerry curl. No, no. Well, the okay. perm is gonna be straight. Okay. Yeah, Jerry straight. curl is like a it's a a black person's perm, but yeah. you have to put solution in it to keep it like yeah. nice and moisture. Oh, I know what the Jerry. Okay, curl okay, is. all right. Yeah, yeah, but a perm is just straight. So, perm is straight. so that's how a black person would straighten their hair. Oh, okay, got it. So he'd have a perm, he still, and maybe he's got naturally straight hair. I don't know, but um, he'd have that big old beaver hat on. With the perm coming down, but anyway, he have a look, maybe a few two sips, a few sips too many, and then he would just like steal the show away, and he just start talking about people, and he go like almost one by one, <laughs> picking them up, and just yeah, and just talking about people, and you know, a few people would you know kind of laugh, but most people be like, hold up, you know, and so um, it would always disrupt things, and we find ourselves like leaving the room, and he just be in there talking. Like loud yep. by itself, yep. so you know that was that's the extent of I would say dysfunction that I could think of mm-hmm. um, in my personal life. But what, what about mm-hmm. you? Any any in your way? <laughs> oh, probably, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> probably, definitely. Uh, yeah, all families do. All families have it, uh, whether my side or my or my wife's side. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get into anything. Yeah, about yeah. That. But um, definitely able to, um, I guess, recognize and empathize with people who have like people like you were talking about, yeah, yeah. and 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 people do have to deal with uh, alcoholism or, or drug addiction over the holidays or um, issues of issues of abuse even uh, people have to deal with or money right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times people feel this commercialization Mm -hmm. of Christmas where they feel like they have to get a bunch of gifts or get the perfect gift, and they just run themselves ragged. And so Mm -hmm. Christmas is like a tiring Mm -hmm. time for them where it should be jolly and fun and exciting. It's like you're running yourself ragged, Mm -hmm. like shopping. Now you got online shopping, which which could be better than having to drive all over Mm -hmm. the place. But I think probably a lot of people are kind of combo shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, they do some stuff online because of convenience and maybe price. Mm-hmm. But then they're just so used to, you know, people like our age mm-hmm. and older, so used to, I want to touch it, I want to see it, I want to feel it type mm-hmm. thing, you know, before I buy yeah. it. Um, you know, so it, it becomes wearisome mm-hmm. because you got to fight the lines, you got to fight the traffic. Mm-hmm. Man, around here, Woodfield Mall, you go to Woodfield Mall around here in the evening time, you wonder why the rest of the year, why that parking lot is so gigantic. <laughs> yeah. It's because of Christmas. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And people, um, it's just crazy. People may have to deal with politics at home, right? Different views. Yeah. You know, that, somebody. That one guy who likes to argue about everything. Yeah. Well, inevitably you get somebody standing on their soapbox, yeah. you know, talking about what they believe yeah. and, and they're doing it so much that maybe you are on the other side, right? And you mm-hmm. got to stand up and give your two cents mm-hmm. or not politics. It could be faith. 
Yeah. You know, maybe you're a believer in Jesus and you have family members mm -hmm. that have another faith yeah. they believe in. And like it can start right at like prayer. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. before we eat, I want to pray. And somebody else may be like, I want to say a different prayer. Mm -hmm. Or maybe people are like, no, nah, we ain't praying. Mm -hmm. I don't pray. I don't believe in God. Yeah. You know, so automatically there's that like tension yeah. or that family member who becomes a Jehovah's Witness. And now. They're not celebrating Christmas anymore. I know a family that yeah, does not so do celebrate I. Christmas yeah. because one person yeah. in the family is Jehovah Witness. Yeah. One. Just one. Nobody oh. else has a problem with it, but that one, yeah. just not to offend yeah. them, they don't have Christmas. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, really? Yeah. Like, if I was that person, I, I wouldn't want to hold my family hostage yeah. to that. Yeah. I want to really, like, look, go do your thing, yeah. and I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, I probably would come. Because mm -hmm. I don't like for me, it would be to get to see my family mm -hmm. and I don't have to be, yeah. you know, poor. I don't believe in the rest of it. So it's not that big mm -hmm. a deal. You know, or maybe there's sickness with someone in your family and, and everybody kind of knows this will be their last Christmas or the last time you're together. So yeah. then there's that pressure as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, you and, and you want to spend as much time with them yeah. as you can, you know, at that point to yeah. try to remember the good times and the bad times. But it, again, it takes the fun and joy out of mm -hmm. that time. Or maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a loved one that has passed, since, you know, mm -hmm. since the last Christmas, oh, yeah. and now they're not there. The first time, Especially yeah. if it's like a mom or a dad or a grandma mm -hmm. or a grandpa that kind of like maybe you went to their house or maybe they oh, cooked, yeah. cooked a certain meal or certain mm -hmm. food, right? And this will be the first Christmas mm -hmm. that they're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely people are going to experience mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and feel the weight. You know, mm -hmm. so again, these are just different things that some we've experienced mm -hmm. and some that we've yeah. maybe heard about or know mm -hmm. that exists. Another big one, not to belabor this, but is divorce. Yeah. And another people, whether this is the first time being separated or just the reverberations of a past separation or or a looming separation and just the, yeah, that's yeah. hard. Yeah, it is hard, man. It's a lot of hard stuff out there. So, you know, if anybody, again, that's listening to this, knows about some of the crazy that happens or maybe there's going to be crazy happy you yeah. don't know about it our hope with this episode is that we can help pull the fun mm -hmm. as samson sam, mm -hmm. sam said pull the fun out of this functional yeah for this christmas yeah so we're gonna we're gonna pull the fun out and we're gonna give you guys an easy way hopefully to remember and to apply this because this is like in real time i i can imagine you uh traveling listening to this going to your families or your friends and you're going to be in it and you need to remember these things and apply them immediately to get through so i turned the word fun into an acronym uh f-u-n and the f stands for first things first all right so you got to remember this you got to remember to put the first things as the first things keep them as the first things about christmas it's very important to keep them first. So what are the first things when it comes to, well, when it comes to Christmas in particular? And you well, can apply this to any holiday, but yeah. when it comes to Christmas in particular. Well, the first thing I think about is just that word Christmas, like the root word, Christ. Christ, or Christ. yeah. Christ, you know, yeah. So like yep. the, the whole reason for me about Christmas is because of Emmanuel, yeah. you know, God with us, the birth of yeah. Emmanuel. So you got to remember that. You got to like, remember this that. Is, this is, it can be war. And when you're in the trenches, you need to remember the reason why you're there. Christ. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's the reason why we draw together and that, yeah. that's what we should be actually celebrating. It shouldn't yeah. be commercialism with these gifts. And although it's fun to 
give gifts is fun to receive mm-hmm. gifts is fun to see family you may not see but that one time a year mm-hmm. um fun to eat maybe some foods that you only mm-hmm. eat that time of year but you know the way i like to let to keep the main thing the main mm-hmm. thing you yeah. know and the main thing is jesus and when you put and when you make other things a main thing like the gifts or your excitement over the food or any of that the excitement over family interactions you're gonna lose <laughs> it's only when you put Christ first does everything else fall into place. Yeah. And if you don't keep Christ first, it also opens the door for all these other things we talked about mm-hmm. to dominate that day yeah. or that month. Yeah. You know, cause if we lose sight of Christ yeah. in Christmas, then that's when these other things creep in and it pulls us away mm-hmm. from Christ. And now we find ourselves in these dark situations mm-hmm. that we don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're the perpetrator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, we're yeah. the guy standing on the box, you know, talking politics, yeah, yeah. or we're the guy that's antagonizing a family yeah. member because they won't accept Christ, or they say they're a Christian, mm-hmm. but they're not living a Christian mm-hmm. life, and I'm gonna let them know all about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm the antagonist, yeah. you know. So you got to keep the first things first. You got to keep God first, Christ first, and what what it like. I'm picturing a guy. <laughs> have you been at the beach where I haven't been to the ocean for a while? But when you're at the ocean and you're swimming out there. And you think you know where your like towel and your your, oh, your family is, and then you look up and they're like nowhere around you when you're in the water, and you can't find them. Yeah, it takes the, you away. The, you you drifted. Yep. It's, ta- it's taking you away, and uh, that's what happens. Like you said, when you get focused on these other things, you're taken far away, and it's not long until you're lost. So when you keep the first things first, it does two things: it both lifts you up and it anchors you down. It lifts mm. you up so you can be above kind of the chaos and but it also anchors you down so that you uh so that you won't so you won't drift um and so the storms of life can't shake you amen so like i want to help people to do this now too and uh give them like what we're saying what i'm saying is learn to meditate on the main things too pick a doctrine pick a christian doctrine that you're going to carry in with you or, or a scripture mm. that you're going to carry in with you to your gatherings it's something that you can be meditating on mm, yeah that's good picture uh pick a truth pick uh pick a bible verse like john 1 14 mm-hmm. and the word became flesh yeah meditate on that something else that would be cool i think is um you know maybe praying and thinking about that one person you know that god could mm. open a door that you could you know yeah. have a segment of time to sit down and you know, have a gospel mm-hmm. conversation with, mm-hmm. you know, that so would prayer be prayer is anchoring you. Yeah. 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 Yep, you up. Yep. And it's giving us a purpose yeah. that's spiritual yeah. instead of like letting us drift all over yeah. the place. I love that. Yeah. So that's, that. that's, you know, I know for me mm-hmm. in the holidays, usually um, I would, you know, see family members like only that one time, you know? And so having that opportunity mm-hmm. in that one time to be able to do that, Mm-hmm. you know, would be invaluable. Yeah. And it's easier to do because usually it's a joyous occasion mm-hmm. versus the cold call. Like, hey, cuz, what's up? Um, do you know who <laughs> Jesus is? You know what I mean? Versus yeah. we're actually at Christmas, yeah. whatever day it is, but it's because of Christmas, because mm-hmm. of Christ. So it's like the perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, Christmas? Like, you know who Christ is? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like a softer mm-hmm. conversation maybe to have. As I've been keeping, trying to keep the first things first, I started to um, try to, you know, w- what scripture would I meditate on? And I was, mm. I, I opened up to Luke and have been um, thinking about um, the angel coming to Mary and how um, the, uh, when 
the angel said that she's going to give birth to a child. Um, he um, says that the, um, let's see. Oh, Mary asked, well, how will these things be since I'm just a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born to you will be called Holy, the Son of God. And I started just to think about this. So I'm, I guess I'm just applying this kind of, this is what's been going through my head as I've been meditating on it. I started thinking about the, um, the Holy Spirit overshadowing and uh, filling her. And I, I started thinking about the, um, the Ark of the Covenant, right? Uh, because the Ark of the Covenant, the, the presence of God came down in a cloud, overshadowed mm. it, filled the tent, kind of the same exact language. And then, then I came across this quote from um, Athanasius, one of the one of the church fathers and Athanasius who wrote about the incarnation, right? Um, Athanasius says, he was talking about Mary, and he said, for who is your equal in greatness, O dwelling place of God, the word? I was like, hmm. And then he says, to whom among all creatures shall I compare you, O virgin? You are greater than, than all of them, O ark of the covenant. So Athanasius calls her the ark of the covenant. Mm. I was like, then he says, clothed with purity instead of gold. And I'm like, yeah, gold is pure and Mary was a virgin. And then he says, you are the ark in which is found the golden vessel containing the true manna that is the flesh uh, in which divinity resides. And I was That's like, dope. I was like, okay, well, what, wow. is, what is the ark of the covenant hold? What did it hold? It held the, the tablets, the word, right? Mm-hmm. And it held the bread and it held the rod that budded, the, the priest's staff that budded. And what did what does Mary's womb hold? It holds a word of God, Jesus, who is a bread of life mm. and who is a true priest. You know, it holds all three of those things. So then I started digging into it further. <laughs> okay. And um, I found some other other interesting connections. Um, I already mentioned the one where it's where the angel says that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and cover you, mm-hmm. just like it did the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. in the Old Testament in, in Exodus. 40 and numbers nine. Um, but it, it says that Mary um, traveled to the house of Elizabeth and Zechariah in the hill country of Judea. That's Luke one thirty nine. And back in second Samuel chapter six, when the ark was on the move, it's, it traveled in, in the same hill country of Judea. All right. And, um, And that was at the, like that was the time. Do you remember when like they were fighting over not fighting the, the Philistines captured the ark, right? And it was traveling around and it and um, but it was causing them trouble, and so they sent it off. And David went and got it. And this was a time where they brought it back. And the guy Uzzah, uh, the the oxen stumbled when it was carrying the ark, mm. and the guy Uzzah reached out and touched it. Yeah. And God struck him yep, dead because they died. weren't carrying the ark in the right way. Yeah. And so then David was like, "Whoa!" And he like. Uh, put the ark in a random person's house and for three months. And then David came back and he did it the proper way. And it says that he danced and he leapt for joy. Okay. That hill country of Judea is where all that happened. And um, so, so David danced and leapt for joy, just like John the Baptist leapt for joy. I like, I always wonder why John the Baptist leapt for joy. It's like, he's being David in there. You know, at the approach of, of, of this new ark. Yeah, so so you're saying that John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb 
leapt when Mary was there in proximity with yeah. Jesus, the Mary the Ark, yeah. being there with the bread yeah. and the word in her yeah. belly. That's why he leaped yeah. like David leaped yeah. when the Ark was yeah. perfectly, wow. And David wow. shouted for joy and Elizabeth shouted for joy. The same words. Wow, and man, then, that's dope. And then also the Ark remained in that house of Obed-Edom in 2 Samuel for three months. And Mary remained, it says, in the house of Elizabeth for three months. It's wow. like, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. And, um, and then it says the house of Obed-Edom was blessed by the president of the ark. And the main words for when Mary stayed with Elizabeth was blessing. They, they blessed Elizabeth's house. Um, and then the ark returns to Jerusalem. Mary eventually returns to Jerusalem. Um, so it's just, I don't know, when you meditate, I was just meditating on that, thinking about that, and I'm going to keep thinking about it. And how, um, and there's a, there's a word that some people call Mary, the Theotokos, the, uh, the God-bearer, and, um, and that's, I don't know, that's pretty cool. And, and I just wondered how I could be a Theotokos, you know, to my family, Mm-hmm. Not like Mary, but how we, <laughs> how we can bear um, Christ and bring him into um, our dysfunctional family wow. Christmases and, and be a blessing for people. And um, I don't know, those connections. So, so meditate on, pick a doctrine, meditate on it. It'll help lift you up and anchor you down. Yeah. So that's the F, keep the first things first. Oh, and there, there's one more thing about that. Just remember that some of the, like, there's other first things too. Christ is definitely the first, first thing, but the other first things are your character and how you're acting and behaving mm-hmm. and your attitude during Christmas, right? Yeah, like you're, maybe you're the one that's drinking too much. Yeah, like, like you, you know, said. Or you're yeah. the one that's antagonizing yeah. people. So you're the problem. Yeah. You know, and maybe you know it, maybe yeah. you don't know it. Yeah. Because once you get a few in you, you turn into somebody else yeah. that you don't even know you're yeah. being that person. Yeah. So, And maybe you don't have all the nice things, or maybe you have had great disappointments. I mean, we went through a season when I was in uh, severe legal trouble mm-hmm. where we had uh, legal things. There was police. There was, I mean, it was hard to find good things in Christmas. But one thing I could do is focus on my character. Mm-hmm. And I get and say, how can I glorify God in this situation? Amen. What Amen. can I do? Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good. first thing. And so. maybe even turning something around. You know, if you encounter some of these negative things happening at Christmas, maybe you can be the catalyst to like right the ship. Yep. You know, by praying first, but then maybe in, yeah. in injecting, interjecting some yeah. something like playing a game or some bright spot or some fun memories that you all can cherish yeah. together to kind of steer everything like back. Like you always say, you go first. Yeah, go first, yeah. you know. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's an F. The U is underwhelming expectations. Underwhelming. That seems like so like the wrong thing. Like wow. when underwhelming expectation yeah. is like, what? You have to have underwhelming expectations <laughs> in order to draw the fun out of a dysfunctional Christmas. You have to. This one is huge for me. Mm, I mean, okay. the first one is the hugest for me, but yeah. this one is huge too. So what I'm saying is don't expect big things, <laughs> right? Don't expect too, uh, big things or put too much pressure on yourself, on your spouse, on your kids, on your family, or your friends to have this like, quote unquote, perfect Christmas. Yeah. Don't Have underwhelming expectations. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world not looking at it from that from that this standpoint. is where most of our troubles come from. Yeah, like yeah. we have this 
idea, maybe our ego has this idea in its head and it's like, Christmas has to look like this. Like, who said it has to look like this? Exactly. You know, imagine if Mary would have said that or or, or anybody throughout yeah, church yeah. history. Like, why does it have... Just because commercials say it, just because Facebook says it, should yeah. look a certain or family, way. you know, maybe or there's family, family putting yeah. pressure on you to do things a certain way, and it's like, you like you should do things the way that the Spirit is leading you to do it to glorify God mm-hmm. and help your family grow closer to them. And so, if that means not making that fifteenth side dish <laughs> because yeah. everybody's expecting it, to say, hey, you know what, this is too much. Yeah. You know, we're sitting around fat and falling asleep because we ate too much. Yeah. Like, we don't need to make all this. Yeah. Like, let's the focus be on Christ mm-hmm. or family and not all this yeah. extra stuff that we don't even need. And you notice it takes like three days to make all the food, <clears throat> at least for like Thanksgiving. And then yeah. you eat for literally seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. If that. Yeah, <laughs> right? if that. And then you like out for the count. And then it's done. Like, that's it. It's like, like time for football. So, like, seriously, that's what I mean. Un- have underwhelming expectations, right? Yep. So just have a, what I'm calling a good enough Christmas. Yeah. Okay. All, all right. right. Just have a, just make it good enough. I think a lot of people push back against that. I'm not one of them, but you know, that's the concept of good enough Christmas mm-hmm. is like, come on, man. It's like, I think that's going to challenge people a lot because you got people that the lights got to be right. You know, mm-hmm. so all the decorations in place, the mm-hmm. right music. And it's like to say good enough, like, what is like for each person it could be what good enough means something yeah. different and maybe you th- may i don't know maybe you really thrive off of perfect lights and all that and it really gives you joy and everybody around you but i doubt it <laughs> if yeah. that's you then go for it but yeah. for for most people uh having a good enough christmas is actually the the correct pathway to finding um the joy and happiness that you want. Yeah, And some people right? may be like, well, I'm doing this for Jesus. Like, are you doing it for Jesus? Or are you really doing it for you <laughs> yeah. or for your kids yeah. or for your parents yeah. or you know what I mean? Or a competition right between siblings or something like that yeah. on getting the better gift or the biggest, you know, like we put these things on ourselves and sometimes in the name of God, mm-hmm. we say we do them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God don't care about that. Yeah. If he cares about anything during Christmas, it's worshiping his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He cares about yeah. that, acknowledging and worshiping his son. Yeah. All the rest of the stuff is like, he really ain't tripping off that. He set the example too. Like we have no excuse. He he, he enter, entered this world in a feeding trough, right? Yeah, yeah. To the poor, poor situations. Yep, yep. Like, so he, he doesn't have those expectations. Yep. Uh, another way of saying it is to aim to have a Christmas that's not quite as awful as last year. Wow. Like, that's what I want to say. Aim to have a Christmas that's not quite as awful as last year. Mm, okay. that's, where you, that's how you should calibrate it. Yeah. You know, just breathe. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Make it underwhelming. Um, and this especially, I think, keeps us uh, from getting angry when those people inevitably let us down or when we let ourselves down because it's like, if you, with this attitude, you're able to say, hey, what, what did I expect? expect yeah it's all right that's i think i i I have that a lot because i don't like being let down Mm -hmm. so i don't set the expectation high so that if it doesn't happen i'm not all like broken up you know it's like oh well you know i pretty much figured that's how i was gonna go yeah but then it's like if i never set a high expectation am i really gonna put the work in necessary to achieve that so you know i can go back and forth with that Mm -hmm. in my mind yeah and we're talking about how to survive (laughs) A dysfunctional yeah okay Christmas. that's so true this, that's true this is like this uh real situation and i i, I think 
I think these are more are more helpful. Um, another thing, it, what this does, the last thing I guess, is it helps us to accept like who we are, what our situation truly is. Um, to be humble helps us to accept God's plan for our lives, because mm. like envy and comparison and jealousy, like um, there's so much of that going around uh, in our time with media and social media and the comparisons and the envy and there's whole movements based on uh, not accepting who you are. Right. And and this is a way of saying, no, this is who I am. These are my struggles. This is my family. Uh, God love them, you know? Yeah. And I know Um, this might be leading into your last one, but just in case it's not like always know that at Christmas there's, I'll call them little people. Hmm. little people around like children oh yeah and they're watching right and they're like yeah. sponges they're soaking up what they hear what they see yeah you know the attitudes that people have and they're they're being shaped and molded to mm-hmm. do christmas as adults themselves That's one right. day and they're learning that from us That's so right. when they see us putting this pressure on ourselves or how it runs us weary or mm-hmm. runs us ragged and we get upset or we yeah. get disappointed or depressed they're seeing that yeah. and they're going to be associating all these things with Christmas. Yeah. And those, I mean, they are because we're bringing those yeah. bags to the table and they're going to re, be reduplicating them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so we want to be cognizant yeah. that there's eyes on us, right. Yeah. Whether we want them on us or not. And so yeah. when we're getting angry and we're getting depressed. We need yeah. to understand that. And we need to, I wouldn't say hide it from them. Mm-hmm. We need to like, stop being like mm-hmm. that, you know, but because we're human, we mm-hmm. get that way. We need to realize we need to sit down with these mm-hmm. kids and explain like I'm feeling this way because of this and maybe I shouldn't be feeling mm-hmm. this way. Maybe I shouldn't be trying to accomplish this mm-hmm. to help them process what they see in hopes that they, like you said, don't duplicate it because yeah. that's what's going to happen. That's huge. And they're learning about God, your relationship with God, and they're learning about God because your kids may be saying, oh, this is how dad reacts when he fails or when he doesn't live up to whatever expectation and and it seems like he hates himself a little more because of that mm-hmm. uh and um and maybe maybe i should too if i if i fail or make a mistake or maybe maybe that's how god thinks about me yeah um, yeah yeah there's that's fantastic so f first things first you have underwhelming expectations and n is n- is needs of others. So N stands for needs. Look at the needs of others. So have a sharp eye to notice the needs of others. And this is the fun part. You can start making it into a game when you're at your gatherings to have that sharp eye to to look at what's needed to be done and keep yourself occupied like that. Like you said, maybe maybe the kids need a game to be played. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can organize uh, a game of checkers. Yeah. Or a, a Monopoly or whatever tournament mm-hmm. or a snowball fight outside. Maybe you can shovel the driveway, right? If we have snow. Yeah. It's supposed to snow. Maybe I the think. dishes need done. Be the one who's first to go do the dishes. Clearing the table. Clearing the table. Packing the food up at the end. That's yeah. the part I always hate. Yeah. Finding dishes to put all yeah. the leftovers in and trying to fit it in the fridge. Yeah. Setting up the tables. Finding the tablecloths, putting the forks on. Yeah. So what I hear you basically saying is Christ came to serve. Mm. We should have a servant attitude towards others. So not what did you get me for Christmas? Mm. Like, how can I serve you? You know, and then be excited about what I'm trying to get a person Mm. as a gift 
versus, ooh, what am I getting? Because mm-hmm. as a kid, that's what I was like. Yeah. I, I wasn't even concerned with getting nobody else a gift. I'm thinking all the gifts I'm going to get and what mm-hmm. I want, and I better get all of them. And it, it's like, you know, I had to grow out of that, yeah. you know, and it wasn't easy. And when, as, as adults, when we're there too, it's getting our eyes off even the dysfunction and the things that we see going on that are so wrong. And we can uh, nitpick and find a billion things that are wrong. And when our eyes are on that, I'm just saying, get your eyes off that and get your eye on the needs of others and yeah. how you can serve. Maybe there's that that old guy in your family that nobody's, nobody talks to because he's hard of hearing and half blind. Mm-hmm. Go sit with him. Talk with him. Yeah. Maybe there's someone else who just needs to be listened to. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of needs. I know when I first got have. when I first got out of prison, a church we were going to, the preacher said, asked us to consider like giving our Christmas away, or giving a mm-hmm. part of our Christmas away. And all of a sudden, I had this thought, man, let's go. And I was living up here maybe six, seven months. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, what it meant for us was. Christmas Day, we went downtown Chicago and took a I – I, I, I didn't really know many people, but I asked people on the softball team I was on mm-hmm. if they would bake cookies. Mm-hmm. So we got like 12 dozens of cookies. I had just started working at I Have a Bean Coffee, and I talked to the owner and said, hey, I, we want to go down and give the homeless people, you know, some hot coffee and some cookies. Mm-hmm. So I want to buy some coffee. And he's like, no, you can't buy coffee. Like, I'll give you coffee. Wow. So he gave me like four of these big five-gallon – no, they were three, three gallon, five, yeah. like four, three or four mm-hmm. uh, three gallon containers. I already brewed coffee. Yeah. I had like 12 dozen cookies. And then I told two good groups of friends of mine at that time. So one friend and one of his sons came and another brother and his wife came. And mm-hmm. so we didn't know where, I didn't know where I was at, but they thought, hey, Lower Wacker mm-hmm. is where a lot of people go. That's like underneath the city. Yeah. So we just drove down there when it was a ghost town. It was Christmas Day, probably nine in the morning. And we went down there and just seen people like in sleeping bags and under cardboard boxes. Wow. And we started, the, my friend's son brought a bunch of gospel tracks. Wow. And so he was running around. He was probably 16 at the time. Yeah. And so he started running around and knocking on 16. tents. Wow. Yeah, knocking on tents. And then Ricky, my stepson, he was like 13. Mm-hmm. So we went down and we had cups and napkins and we were giving them cookies and mm-hmm. hot coffee and you know, we didn't get a chance to serve as many people I was as I would like to, mm-hmm. and then we ended up having a ton of coffee left. Mm-hmm. And so I started praying. I said, Lord, help us find somewhere to like something to do with this coffee. I don't mm-hmm. want to just dump it out. So we drove around for several hours, just me, Julie, and Ricky, mm-hmm. like trying to find some churches that may be open. And it's just it's Christmas Day, mm-hmm. mind you, and it's probably like around eleven o'clock at this time in the daytime. Nobody would take it because it was already brewed coffee. And all of a sudden, we came again, like, to this gigantic Catholic church. I don't remember where it was. Mm-hmm. It was on the main street, but it seemed like this church literally took up a whole city block. Mm-hmm. And we drove around the back where there were cars, and I got out and walked up, and, it, like, the kitchen was right there. Mm-hmm. People in there washing dishes. I looked wow. to the right. It was a room full of at least 100 or so people sitting down, like, getting ready to eat Christmas yeah. Day a meal. Wow. And I said, hey, I got all this brewed coffee in my car. Can y'all use it? Yeah. It was like. Literally, everybody stopped what they were doing and turned and looked at me. And one person said, we were just praying about we wish we had some coffee. We don't have enough (laughs) coffee and we don't have enough things to brew coffee in. And I was like, well, I got you. So they started getting these big metal pots and we transferred the coffee from our um, Cambros 
to these Amazing. metal pots so they yeah. can serve the people. And this coffee is high quality oh, too. Oh, top this 1% of coffee top, in the world. Yeah, yeah, this is the top of the line coffee. Yeah. Wow. And it was just, I was just like, I can't believe this. Yeah. I cannot believe wow. this. And so that was a blessing for us, huh. but something even bigger came mm. out of it. My friend's 16-year-old son, he started a ministry called For the Invisible mm. for homeless people. Mm-hmm. And he would drive to Palatine mm. to these like little projects, mm-hmm. little apartments, and him and a bunch of his high mm-hmm. school students from school, like mm-hmm. um, high school ministry, uh, the church ministry mm-hmm. students, they they bought a big truck and they get all this free food and they go set these tables up and they would give out food to the people in the mm-hmm. community and pray for them and get to know the kids and play with them. And it was like, wow, man. Mm-hmm. Like So so giving Christmas yeah, away yeah. turned into be something that I experienced that was like supernatural yeah, yeah. several different ways, wow. man. So I, so, I, I pictured... Uh, door hinges for so i think we were i was redoing my bathroom and i had to take the door off mm. and uh and when you're putting the door back on uh you have to put the uh the pin in but the hinges that have to be lined up perfectly. absolutely perfect and yep. once they're lined up perfectly they that's right when in. the pin drops right yeah and it's like when when you put god first just that simple act that's 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 what i mean by lining your life up perfectly and lining your life up perfectly means putting God first, mm-hmm. right? And serving others. Like, yeah. that's the correct alignment. And once that happened, like, the pin drops. And, like, that's what happens. Suddenly, the Catholic Church is, like, praying for coffee and you're providing it. This kid is starting a ministry based on this event. And who knows what all happened from that? Man, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Just from that one, like, thing that this guy said. And I said, man, what could we, you know, I took him yeah. seriously. Like, we're going to yeah. do something. And my wife agreeing, right? Yeah. That was the next thing that had yeah. to happen. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, it was, you know, guys, good. So I thought, you know, like, so, yeah. like the end, you know, is needs of others. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Christmas is all about, right? Mm-hmm. God knew we had a need. Mm-hmm. And because of that need, which was the greatest need this world has ever had, that he sent his son yeah. to, to satisfy that yep. need. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about yeah. that one baby being born. With mm-hmm. nothing to people who had nothing, mm-hmm. and he came just to serve. Mm-hmm. And his greatest act of service was Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah, dying on the yeah. cross. Yeah, you know, and so it's serving like, others, serving others. Yeah. Right, his whole life was about serving yeah. others. And so, um, Christmas should be a time of serving the needs of others mm-hmm. and not serving ourselves. Mm-hmm. I heard um, just randomly the C.S. Lewis uh, audio video popped up on my phone yesterday where it's, it's actually C.S. Lewis, like one of the rare um, footages that have been recorded of him. Like his audio, voice? His voice. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's only five minutes long, but he comes on and he starts talking about um, the self. And um, when you put, make yourself the focus, then basically you're miserable, but you have to get your focus off yourself and put it on God or on others. And he said, in the analogy he used was like, creative people if you set off to do a creative project whether it's a book or painting or whatever and uh, the focus is the creativity itself he says you're never you'll never be creative but if you have your focus on um, the goal of what you're trying to do to help others then you're going to be creative but so long as you make your own i guess joy or happiness service to yourself the focus you're just going to lose it yeah. And when you put it on something else, on others, um, that's when the that's when the pin drops. Mm. And um, kind of the 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 last uh, thing that I have is I've been 
also thinking about the life of um, Jacob. Remember old mm. twisted Jacob yeah, from the Bible? Jacob. Yeah. What a journey he had. Mm. He's wrestled with God. He's run from his brother. He's he's just been out there real bad. And at the end of his life, uh, well, for the last 20 years, well, not the last 20, what he thought was the last 20 years of his life, um, his son Joseph had been, uh, he thought he was torn torn apart by animals, mm-hmm. right? And um, But Joseph was in Egypt for 20 years and Jacob had been separated from him. His brothers, his, his, Jacob's sons were just a disaster. Like talk about dysfunction. Like there's no family out there listening to this who had the same dysfunction of, as yeah, Jacob's sons. I mean, they kill, killed entire cities of people. There's incest, there's mm-hmm. tons of sexual dysfunction and, yeah. and and they sold their brother into slavery. There's that too. Yeah. But so here's this guy, Jacob, all this problem. And he's in the middle of this famine. He hears that there's food in Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. And that um, jo- his son, long lost son, Joseph is there. And so Jacob comes down, you know, probably still hobbling from wrestling with God and is, <laughs> is it being out of place, you know, half starved because of the family. He comes down, this nomad beggar traveler comes down to see the Pharaoh, right? Yep. And he's standing before Pharaoh and all of Pharaoh's glory, the greatest, most powerful man in the world mm-hmm. with wealth and anything that he had, education, all of that. And what does the Bible say that Jacob does? It says that Jacob blesses the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, yeah. Jacob, you have nothing. You are nothing. Your family's dysfunctional. How can, how can you bless someone with so much? And the answer is that Jacob knew the living God. Mm-hmm. And when you know God... You have it all. Amen. And and you can become a blessing to others. Yeah. And incidentally, Joseph became that blessing to his family after they did what they did yeah. to him. And one of my favorite verses yeah. in the Bible in Genesis 50, yeah. you know, when it says his brothers came and fell before him and said, behold, we're your servants. Mm-hmm. Just like the dream he initially had. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then good. Joseph says this, do not be afraid for I am in God's place. Mm-hmm. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about this present result to keep many people alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so God brought Joseph all through that situation yeah. just for that moment, mm-hmm. for that moment mm-hmm. to be a blessing to, to Israel. And basically, he didn't to his hold family. it against his brothers. Didn't hold it against him, man. Because he saw God's hand in it. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's another way of, of getting through dysfunction and to see God's hand and plan in your life. And Amen. that goes back to the underwhelming expectations to accept God's plan for your life. That's what Joseph did. And, yeah. and he said to those brothers, he says, come near to me. Yeah. Not as my servants, but as my, as my brothers, as, yeah. My, yeah. as my family. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's amazing. So seeing the, dis- the fun and the dysfunctional Christmas F keep the first things first. You have underwhelming expectations and N look for the needs of others. Needs of others. There's a way man. you can survive your uh, your holidays this year. Amen, amen. So, man, this is great. This is great. Hopefully this could be a help to people. And as you yeah. said earlier, maybe you're traveling, whether it be by plane, train, or automobile. Maybe mm-hmm. you check this out. Maybe share it yeah, with some people it. in your family. Yep. If you're a regular yep. listener, maybe think, man, like, I got somebody in my family that, like, they should really listen yeah. to this because either they're yeah. someone that's mm-hmm. depressed or they're the antagonist mm-hmm. in the family or, mm-hmm. you know, they're going through something yeah. right now that can help bring them out yeah. of that thing so they can actually can enjoy what Christmas mm-hmm. is. Or someone in your small group that you know well that yeah, is yeah. going through stuff, share it with them. Yep, yep. And yeah. also maybe it'd be a great thing to maybe listen to with some other people 
and then maybe you guys discuss it mm-hmm. like you know you family you know yeah. like man here's some things I listen to I think is yeah. kind of talking about us in some yeah. ways like yeah. let's listen to this and let's process this yeah. together and figure out how yeah. we can better like serve yeah. the needs of one another sure. and not be this crazy dysfunctional yeah. especially family. like the underwhelming expectations like say to each other yeah. look at each other and say what are we doing yeah. what yeah. are we doing there ain't no Jesus yeah. in that yeah so, well, thank you guys for joining us today for this 49th episode. Yeah, so we still have, I think, a couple more. We're going to roll some more out in the coming weeks mm-hmm. that's specific to Christmas. Um, so, man, tune in. Keep listening. Pass this along. And until we um, get a chance to be with y'all again, man, have a great rest of the week. And don't go stepping in no BS. Peace. <laughs>